normally, those of you who were here last week already kind of know that uh, I had preached last week, and we had a good time with that. Uh, we had shared a little bit on, uh, on worship, what it means to us and for the church, why it's important, why we do it. And uh, my prayer was that you guys walked away understanding a little more about that and why we do it. But this week, <clears throat> I have been also tasked with uh, focusing on prayer. So uh, today we're going to be diving into prayer, continuing in our sermon series, This Is Us. You know, why? Why we pray. Why, why, is, it, why is it important? Why does it matter for the believer? So uh, we're going to dive into that a little more this morning. Uh, as I said before, this is something new for me. Uh, I have only had a few other opportunities before this one that I've had the opportunity to preach. And uh, it was a very long time ago, early on in my ministerial career, if you will. Uh, so this is my second round. I got a lot of the bugs out last week, so this week should be a little smoother. Uh, <clears throat> so for those of you who missed last week, I'll share a little bit more about myself. Um, I was saved at an early age, uh, the age of eight years old. God had... Uh, reached down in my life and showed me that I needed, I needed Him in my life. And from an early age, I began to grow and understand the, the things of the Lord and grow my knowledge of Him. Something is... Okay. Um, so anyway, uh, so I've, I've known of God. I've known the Scriptures. I've known of the Word for a very long time. But not, it was not until the age of 19 that God truly called me into ministry to serve Him. And uh, that I, I say that from that point on is when I started really pursuing ministry. And uh, I've served in many different facets of ministry. I have uh, I've done this once or twice before, but the main thing I've done is uh, worship ministry. I served at Eastern Heights. It was my first worship ministry job. I served at Eastern Heights for about a year and a half. And then from there, I moved to, uh, to Lake Charles and served with my buddy Ron back there at Water's Edge, I was an intern for about two years over there, helped with the children's ministry. And then from there, I moved back to De Quincey and served where I met Brother Jake, served with him for a few years there at Bible Baptist in the worship ministry. And then God called me from there, and me and my family, to Jennings, and I served in Jennings as the worship pastor there for about a year. And then uh, God called us back home and uh, called me back here to Cross Point. And uh, I have been here serving in a uh, leadership capacity, doing different things here and there. And this is my, uh, like I said, my second opportunity to preach. And hopefully it'll be one of many more opportunities. Because like I, I was telling, uh, sharing with Brother Jake, that I've really enjoyed this opportunity. It's given me a new outlook on things that I have not noticed before. Uh, preparing to preach, God really reveals some things about you and, you know, you think you got it, you think you know what you're doing, you think you got it figured out, but he's very quick to show you that uh, you got a lot of growing to do, buddy. <laughs> so I've really enjoyed that aspect of, of this, so uh, hopefully I'll get to do this a little more. But like I was saying this morning, we're going to be focusing in on prayer and what that means for us. And before we get in on prayer, I'm going to pray. So if you would join me. Father God, we are just so thankful this morning, Lord, for this opportunity that you've given us just to gather and to, to learn more about you, Lord, to, to open up your word, to dive in and to just, you know, be immersed in your presence, immersed in your spirit, God, just to, I pray that, Lord, you would reveal, just reveal new things to us today, Lord, open up our hearts to receive it, 
Lord, I pray that nothing that I say this morning would be of myself, Lord, that it would be completely and totally of your spirit, God, that your words would be well received and that they would not fall on deaf ears this morning. Lord, my prayer also this morning is that everybody in this room would have experienced you in some way that they would leave this place different than when they came. Like I said last week, and as your word tells us, Lord, when we experience your presence, we truly experience you for who you are. We are forever changed by it. And that is a prayer of mine this morning, is that we would be forever changed by the words that you have given us this morning. Lord, we love you and we thank you. And I pray all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. So this morning, we're going to be kind of jumping around a little bit. I've got a couple of different passages of Scripture I'm going to try my best and uh, break down for you concerning our topic of prayer. Uh, I have three points for you this morning. Last week, I was telling my brother this morning, I only had two points, so we kind of got here a little sooner. But I've got an extra point, so we might be here a little bit longer. Uh, but don't worry, I talk very fast. So you have nothing to worry about. We'll be out of here in, in no time. <laughs> uh, we're going to be focusing, though, uh, on Matthew chapter 7, verses 7 through 11. If you want to go ahead and turn there as we're getting prepared to get into that this morning. Matthew chapter 7, verses 7 through 11. So what is prayer? Webster defines prayer as a solemn request for help or expression of thanks addressed to God or an object of worship. A little more simpler meaning, talking to God. That's how we can define prayer. That's how a lot of us understand prayer is just a conversation between us and God. We draw prayer out to be this big thing. We talk it up to the point where we get overwhelmed at the thought or the action of trying to pray. I know for me, I struggled with that for a long time, even as a child, new in faith. Uh, the older men in my church, you know, they were so, so eloquent with their words, and it's like they already had it figured out. They knew exactly what to say, and it was intimidating. So prayer for me was a, was a very intimidating thing early on as, as a child, uh, trying to understand and figure out because you didn't want to say the wrong thing. You felt like you said the wrong thing at your prayer because it wasn't going to be heard or, uh, you know, just anything to really deter you from praying. And uh, that's not, we're going to, you know, discover that that's not the way it's intended at all. And that's not, that shouldn't be our approach to it. <clears throat> I think for us, the, uh, the big reason why we don't pray or pray as often as we should is because of that feeling, that overwhelmed feeling. Uh, we think we don't have the time or we have other things to do that are more important. We're so busy and we have so much going on that we can't stop or devote a little bit of time to just have a conversation with God. And it's really as simple as five minutes. There's a, there's a podcast I listen to by David Platt. It's called Pray the Word. And it is literally a snippet of, uh, he reads a passage of Scripture, he, he explains that passage of Scripture, and then he prays on that passage of Scripture. And it is literally five minutes long. And I know for me, if I don't have five minutes to give to God, then something is wrong. I, my priorities are not where they need to be. Um, but like I was saying, you know, we, 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 take, uh, we take on this idea that we're so busy we don't have time. But we really do. We have five minutes at least to give to God on a daily basis. Um, this is completely false. The idea that we don't have time. And this is the enemy working against the spirit that is within us. And like I was talking about last week... We have the Spirit of God. If you are a believer in Christ today, you have the Holy Spirit living within you. That is a promise. That is, that is a fact that God has given us in His Word. That if you are a believer in Him, you have accepted Him. His Holy Spirit is living within you. But then there are also forces in this world, forces of darkness, forces of evil, that are warring against the Spirit within you. So, given that, uh, 
those forces of evil, the things of this world are always pulling at you, pulling at your attentions, and that's how we lose track. We get off track. We, we devote time to other things, to our jobs, to, you know, uh, to, our, to our families even. That can get in the way of God. But the Spirit also needs to be fed. We easily feed our flesh every day. You know, there's so many things that we do to feed our flesh, but we lack in feeding our spirit. And that is where prayer comes in. Prayer helps to feed the spirit, helps to feed your growth in God. So a confession of mine, uh, you know, for me, and like I said, I hate to admit it, but uh, it's just a matter for me in praying, it's just a matter of the want to, the desire, the, the, um, the drive to pray. I get lazy. I know uh, a lot of you can probably, uh, you know, share that same sentiment with me. You know, it's, we just get so bogged down in the things of this world. I know for me, I work long hours every day, and my wife can attest to you. I come home, I'm, I'm wore out. I'm tired. The only thing I want to do is take a shower, eat supper, get in my recliner, and go to sleep. You know, <laughs> you just get so worn out. But, uh, you know, the Bible tells us, that God is our strength. God is our refuge. He is the one that gives us the things that we need to do the things that we need to do. And I know for me, laziness has been one of the things that has kept me from doing the things I need to do. It's like I find excuses to not pray. I will find, uh, I will fill my time with other things that I would rather do. Uh, so believe me when I tell you that I am not standing up here with it all figured out. I'm just as broken and as unclean as the next person. But be thank God that he teaches me so much through these sermons and my prep. I feel like because I struggle with these things that I'm able to share with you some things that are real and some things that we can relate to back to Scripture in a way that you can apply to your life. So another thing, preparing for these sermons, as I was saying, you know, God really reveals some things in you. He's like, you know, you can really do this better. And it's one of those things like you're just like his statue and he's just chipping away. It's kind of the visual I have whenever I'm doing my prep for these things. He's just slowly chipping away, making me more of the man that he's calling me to be. So what I've learned is that prayer is crucial, not only to the church, but to the Christian life. It's how we talk to God, and it's how he talks to us, by speaking to the spirit that is within us as we pray. He also speaks to us through the reading of his word. Prayer and the reading of the word go hand in hand. We're going to talk about that a little later as I get further along. Prayer is not this big, drawn-out task or ordeal that we've created it to be. Prayer is simple. And it's a whole lot easier than you think. As a matter of fact, God wants us to talk to Him. Which brings me to my first point. Prayer is encouraged. Prayer is encouraged. And this is where we're going to dive into our scripture this morning. Matthew chapter 7, verses 7 through 11. It reads, Ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and it will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives, and the one who, he, who seeks finds. And to the one who knocks, it will be opened. Or which one of you, if his son asks him for bread, will give him a stone? Or if he asks for a fish, will give him a serpent? If you then, who are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father who is in heaven give good things to those who ask him? So breaking this down a little bit, in verse 7, Jesus asks us to do three things when we pray. We are to ask, we are to seek, and we are to knock. Asking is simply making our requests known to God. 
and the reward of asking is receiving. Seeking is the act of searching for God in His Word and searching for His will in your life. The reward of seeking is finding. Knocking is what is, well, knocking is what it is, like knocking on the door. <laughs> but you're knocking to the entrance of the heavenly places where God is. You are seeking the places where He is through your prayer. So when it's talking about knocking here, you are knocking, seeking entrance to be in communion with God, which is what prayer is. Prayer is you being in the presence of God, talking to Him. Just as I were to walk up to Jake and have a conversation with him or walk up to my dad and have a conversation with him. It's the same thing. But it's you gain, you're, you're seeking to gain entrance into the heavenly places where your heavenly Father dwells. Entering into the door of His places is the reward of knocking. This is where we all want to be as believers, I think. <laughs> if we do these things according to Jesus, we get our answers in verse 8, which is kind of what I was just hinting at. Um, God is a rewarder of those who diligently seek Him. And in verse 8, Jesus promises us that if we diligently seek Him and the will of the Father, then we will receive what we ask. We will find what it is that we seek and we will have the doors open for us when we knock. This particular passage is uh, Jesus talking. So when you hear me say Jesus talking, Jesus tells us this. It is exactly what it is. This is Jesus telling us these things. Sometimes when we pray, we're passionless or we're indifferent. I know there's times when I've prayed out of, uh, out of um, what's the word I'm looking for? Not out of habit, but prayer out of, out of nothing, really. Just because it was what I was supposed to do at the time or at the place, wherever I might have been. Uh, Brother Sean, pray. Oh, okay, so, oh, okay, I'm, i got to pray. So i got to conjure up something real quick, you know, to make it sound like i got it together. But, you know, I mean, that's not the case. You know, that prayer was, was in vain. It was coming from nowhere. It was passionless. There was nothing there. We are not diligent in our searching for God and His will. Therefore, our prayers are not answered. We are asking God to care about something that we do not care about. That's exactly what happens when you pray from nothing. You're asking God to do something for you, within you, or for someone else. But there's, you, you don't believe it. If you don't believe it, how, how is God going to believe it? We are asking God to care about something we do not care about. However, if we seek God diligently, then our hearts will line up with His. This is when our requests are made known and we receive the answers that we seek. So, a challenge, if you will, or something I can bring to mind, you know, when we pray, don't let it be a burden. Don't let it be a hassle. Don't let it be this this task that you just, you just dread getting to every day or you dread doing because that is where the problem lies. That is where your prayers are, you're praying and it's just there's nothing there. Take the time to just stop and focus on something, something that is of God, something that, that, is, that is pure and innocent, that's of His will, and get your mind right before you pray. Get your heart right. Just take a few moments to find yourself a place where you and God 
are in communion, you are together. And then lift your prayers up. Lift your requests up to God. Make them known to God. Because once you are there, once you have that together, then your prayers, as Scripture says, they will be heard. Believe it or not, God values our persistence in prayer. It's a testament to His grace and faithfulness when we continue to bring our requests to Him. It constantly reminds us of our dependence on Him and that we can do nothing on our own. So basically what, it's, what, I'm, what I'm trying to say here is persistence is key in your prayer. Persistence shows faith. God answers prayers, but sometimes He doesn't answer them in the time we think He should answer them. I've known people to pray for this one thing for years. Years. I can't even imagine praying for something for that long. And that's just me. You know, praying for someone's salvation, praying for somebody's heart. You know, that, that doesn't happen overnight. That, that, is, that is a process. That takes time. But to be persistent and to have the faith knowing that God hears you and that He will answer your prayer. Because He will. He promises us that He will answer our prayers. Persistence is key. In verses 9 through 11, Jesus is describing to us the giving nature of God. God wants to give us everything that we ask for and then some. He wants to bless us more than what we ask for. He wants to bless you in so many other ways than what you ask because that's the kind of God we serve. He wants to take care of His children. Like me being a dad, I want to do everything I can for my daughters. I would give them the world if I could. So I can only imagine how much more God wants to give me if I were just to do the things that I'm supposed to do. Have faith in my prayers. And pray, for one. Just start with that. Just pray. Because <laughs> a lot of times we don't even make it that far. He loves us so much that He sent Jesus to pay the penalty for our sins so we wouldn't have to suffer. Just going back to the love that God has for us and how much He wants to bless us. Jesus explains to us that God wants to hear from us. He wants to bless us. But we have to do our part. We have to ask Him. We have to seek Him. And we have to pursue Him through the doors that He has placed in our lives. If we do our part, then God is more than able to take care of the rest. That's why Jesus is encouraging us in this passage of Scripture to talk to God, to pray to God. He wants us to talk to Him. He wants to hear from His children. There will go. There'll be days I get home and my, my oldest daughter, Olivia, she's, you know, yeah, 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 I might have had a bad day at work, you know, but that, that's, that's, another, that's another time. <laughs> um, you know, she's talking, Daddy, Daddy, Daddy. I'm just like, baby, leave that, give me Daddy five minutes. Just let, me, you know, let me sit here. Let me just, you know, decompress from the day, you know, but there's going to be a day where she's going to, I'm going to walk in the door and she's not going to say a word to me. And that, the thought of that just it hurts my heart. And I can only imagine, you know, how, how our Father in Heaven feels when we don't talk to Him. <laughs> you know, that, and that's the key, you know, just, just open communication, open, honest, heartfelt communication with God. If we can get to that point, everything else 
will, will fix itself. So God, through Jesus in this passage of Scripture, is encouraging us to pray. God wants us to talk to Him. He wants us to communicate with Him. My next point is prayer is simple. And for this, we're going to be in Matthew chapter 6, verses 7 through 8. So you don't have to very, flip very far in your Bible. Maybe a page. <laughs> it's right there. Matthew 6, verses 7 through 8 tells us this. And when you pray, do not heap up empty phrases as the Gentiles do, for they think that they will be heard for their many words. Do not be like them, for your Father knows what you need before you ask Him. So as I was doing my prep, there was, a, uh, there was a, some commentaries that I, were reading, that I was reading on to kind of give me a little insight on some of these verses. And uh, the particular, this particular passage of Scripture has a little heading title for it. It says uh, it's the right way to pray. And I agree with this 100% because Jesus is telling you exactly how you need to pray. As you can see, as the Word says for itself, it's a simple process. You don't have to have a seminary degree. You don't have to have a college degree. You don't have to have a higher education to know how to pray. You don't need anything special to know how to say the right words. As verse 8 explains, the Father knows what you need before you ask Him. Basically what he's saying is that God knows your heart. If you pray with your whole heart as you diligently seek Him, then those are the only words that you need. Your heart is constantly crying out to God, asking Him for what you need. Something that I had to learn myself growing up in a traditional Southern Baptist church always thought you had to know the right words to say or that you had to be eloquent in your speech. The men of my church prayed that way. So that's how I assumed you had to pray or it was no good. You had to have it all together. You had to have it figured out. But that's not the case. God showed me that He just wants to hear from me. He just wants to hear my heart. It doesn't have to be some pre-thought out speech or pre-planned prayer. It's a conversation from my heart to God. You know, sometimes I think, going back to what I was saying earlier, you know, we, we think we get so big in our thoughts of, oh, this has got to be figured out, or I don't, know, I don't know what to say, I don't know how to say it. And a lot of people that I've talked to, especially new believers, you know, you ask them to pray, they, they, they get scared, they, 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 you know, they, they, rec they recluse, they get away, they're like, I don't know, I don't know what to do, I don't know how to say. It shouldn't be that way. <laughs> it's, a, it's conversation. It's as simple as walking up to your loved one, your child, just having a conversation. And you already know what you need to say because it's on your heart. And God knows your heart. All you're doing is relaying what's on your heart to God. It's that simple. Let's go back to verse 7. It talks about heaping up empty phrases. People believe the longer that their prayers are, that they will be heard. And people that say a 30-second prayer, oh, that, God doesn't hear those. God doesn't hear that. But God hears all prayers. I got a story. <laughs> I want to share about this. <laughs> my buddy Ron back there shaking his head, smiling at me. He already knows. <laughs> Every now and then, my wife and I and my brother and his family will go hang out at uh, our buddy Ron's house. We get together, share our life, have, uh, have some fellowship, you know, good old, good old food and whatnot. Uh, and because it's Ron's house, 
Ron has the, uh, the authority to pray over the food, but sometimes he'll ask myself or my brother or whoever else is there to pray. Well, they always joke at me because my prayers are not long. They say they're long. <laughs> they go, you know, <laughs> you know, I pray. I mean, that's just what I know to do, you know. I'm just praying for the food, whatever. And then Ron, you know, he prays. It's like just, he's like, dear Lord Jesus, thank you so much for this food. We love you in Jesus' name, amen, like that. And I'm like, okay, let's eat, you know, <laughs> right then. So, you know, I believe my prayer versus Ron's prayer, there's nothing wrong because mine is from my heart. And as I know good and well, his is from his heart. God hears them both equally. So it doesn't matter how long your prayer is or how short your prayer is. If, like I said before, if it's coming from your heart and it's truly you communicating with God from your heart, then it's heard. I said, God hears all prayers the same. That's why Jesus is telling us here, you don't have to throw up empty words to him. He wants to hear your heart, whether it's two minutes long or two hours long. If it is from your heart, he hears it all the same. And Charles Spurgeon, this is a good quote I found when I was doing my study. Jake's real big on quotes, so I try my best to throw quotes in there <laughs> when I can. But this is a really good one. I like this one. Charles Spurgeon said it this way. Christians' prayers are measured by weight and not by length. Let that sink in just a little bit. Christians' prayers are measured by weight and not by length. So that 30-second prayer you prayed could weigh about 150 pounds versus that two-hour-long prayer that maybe only weighed a quarter. <laughs> you know, it's all about your heart. Many of the most prevailing prayers have been as short as they are strong. God doesn't want a book report. He doesn't want a paper, an essay. He doesn't want anything like that from us. He just wants you. He wants me. He wants to know our hearts. And prayer is as simple as that. This brings me to my last point. Woo, everybody in the back of their mind. <laughs> prayer is heard. So we talked about how prayer is encouraged. And we talked about how Jesus showed us what awaits us if we would just simply open our mouths and our hearts to God and, and, and talk with Him. Blessings upon blessings upon blessings. That's why He encourages us to pray. And we talked about how prayer is simple. How it doesn't have to be a long ordeal. It doesn't have to be some eloquent speech. It's as simple as a conversation between you and another person. And it's just conveying your heart to God. It's as simple as that. But the big one is that prayer is heard. And I, I'm encouraged by that to know that, you know, no matter where I am and no matter, you know, what my prayer, what my prayer life is, regardless of what I'm doing, that my prayers are heard. We're going to be in uh, 1 John chapter 5. So if you want to flip with me there, 1 John chapter 5. Verses 14 through 15. 1 John 5, 14 through 15. And it says this. And this is the confidence that we have toward him. That if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. And if we know that he hears us in whatever we ask, we know that we have the requests that we have asked of him. The confidence he's talking about in verse 14 
is referring to the newfound faith that you have in Christ. We can have confidence in our prayers because we are in Him as believers. Now, granted, a lot of the things I've been saying this morning have applied to the Christian, the Christian life. And my prayer this morning is that all of you in here know who Jesus is and follow after Him with your, with your life and with your heart. If you do not know Him today, that'll be after the service. <laughs> then He goes on to say that if we ask anything according to His will, that He hears us. And that's the key, asking it in His will. A lot of times when we pray, we're very selfish in our prayers. You know, we ask for things that we want, that we need. And some of those things could very well be in God's will. And I'm not saying they're not. But there are some times I know that I've prayed very selfish prayers that might not have been in God's will for my life at the time. So the key that he's telling us here is that it has to be within his will. We have to ask of things that are within His will. If we as believers ask anything, anything according to His will, He tells us with 100% certainty that He hears it. That's what He's telling us. Anything according to His will that we pray is heard. We shouldn't be afraid to pray to God about anything and everything. No matter how big no matter how small, God wants to hear it all. Sound like a Dr. Seuss rhyme just now. I don't know why that popped in my head, but <laughs> it's in one of those books. <laughs> but on a, on a serious note, you know, God wants to know every detail of our lives. He wants us to pray to Him about the small things. He wants us to pray to Him about the big things. He wants us to pray to Him about everything. He wants to know us. He wants to know our hearts. I know I keep saying that, but this, that's, that's like the, the, the crux of this. God just wants to know who you, He wants to know you. He wants, he wants to be involved in your life. He wants you to have that relationship with Him. After all, the Scripture tells us to ask anything of Him. God wants to hear from you about everything in your life, no matter how big or small you think it is. He wants to hear everything. Paul tells us in Philippians 4, 6, Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. That phrase, according to His will, is a big deal. A lot of times we get wrapped up in our will, our selfishness, and we lose sight of God's will and what He wants for our life. The only true way you can understand God's will apart from yours is by being in the Word and allowing Him to show you and teach you what it is He wants for your life. Tim Keller, he is uh, one of the guys who is author of, uh, and one of the pastors over the Gospel Coalition. It's a very good resource online that a lot of us... Uh, guys who tend to preach use for different references and resources and whatnot. He put out a book on prayer. And uh, he put up an article on the Gospel Coalition with a bunch of different quotes from his book. 
and this is one of them. And I think it applies very well to what we're, about to, what we're talking about. Is our prayers should arise out of the immersion in His Scripture. We speak only to the degree that we are spoken to. The marriage of the Bible and prayer anchors your life down in the real God. So the only way we are truly able to understand God's will apart from our own is to be in His Word, to be in, in these Scriptures. You know, if you, at best, on a daily, on once a day, on a daily basis if you can, or as best as you can, but you need to be in this Word. As I was saying, you know, God has really revealed some things in my life that I need to do better, and that's one of them. I need to be in the Word more. You know, if God's calling me to this great position, this great thing that He has for me in my life, I need to do my part and do the work that is required to prepare myself for that. And that is to get into this Word more and to pray more. And you really can't ever pray or read the Word enough, honestly. But it's a good place to start. It's a good place to start. The only way to truly pray according to His will is to be in His Word. If we do those things, then we can have confidence that He hears our prayer. Verse 15 reassures us of this confidence that we have in Christ. That confidence to know that if we are diligently seeking Him and His will through our prayer, and we're reading His Word, that He hears our prayers. The most powerful prayers in Scripture are always prayers that understand the will of God and ask for it. God is delighted when we pray His promises because it shows that our hearts are aligned with His and our dependence is on Him and that we take His Word seriously. You know, there's a lot of words in here. A lot of them I still don't understand. A lot of them I do. Some I've read a lot. Some I haven't read at all. But I do know this, that without this book, my life would be completely different than what it is today. 100%. Because of the words found in this book, I was able to live the life I feel God has placed before me. I've been able to follow after Him and His will the best that I knew how. Through the reading of these words, I knew what it was to have a godly woman in my life. And I'm so thankful for my wife and my mother and all of the godly women in my life. I'm also thankful for the godly men God placed in my life that I learned who that was and what that looked like through these words. So, to say that this book means nothing is vastly an understatement. This book is everything. And it means everything to a lot of people. That's why it's so important. That's why it's so important when we talk about prayer and we talk about our relationship with God. It's very important that we be in this Word because this is how, this is how God speaks to us. This is how He talks to us. This word and prayer go hand in hand. It's almost, it's almost impossible to do one without the other. It can be done, but I, I promise you it's easier when you have this to go by. So 
So why does this matter? Why, does this even, why am I even up here? <laughs> why does this matter? I'm referred to a passage in Luke chapter 10, verses 27. In this particular passage, Jesus issues the command to love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. But how can we love someone with whom we never speak? It is only through prayer that one can move from knowing about God to knowing God. Prayer is the key that we as Christians can use to grow in our knowledge of God. This will lead to a deeper faith in God and a strong relationship with God. Prayer is communication. And one thing that solid, sturdy relationships live on is good communication. I can tell you this. If I spent about a week not talking to my wife, oh, brother, I'd be in trouble. Because communication is so vitally important to any good relationship. Any marriage counselor or pastor will tell you the same thing. If you do not communicate with your spouse, y'all are not going to go very far. Communication, honest, open, heartfelt communication is key to any strong relationship. And that is easily relatable to our relationship with God. We have to communicate with Him. If we don't communicate with Him, how is He going to know anything? I'll say that. God already knows. He wants to hear from us, though. We have to do our part. We have to communicate with God. We have to talk to Him. He wants to talk to us, but we have to talk to Him. Prayer is essential to the life and daily walk of a Christian. God wants us to talk with Him, and it's really not all that hard. It's also known that when we pray, God hears our prayers if we ask according to His will. We saw today how God wants us to talk to Him. He encourages us to talk to Him with the promise of blessing upon blessing upon blessing if we do so. We've also talked about how prayer is simple. It does not take a rocket scientist to know how to pray. It's a communication, a talking with you and God from your heart. And we also have talked about how He hears our prayers. If we ask according to His will, He is faithful to hear us. And I'll leave you with this. The act of prayer leads to the peace, patience, and perseverance that we all so desperately need. So if you are lacking some peace in your life, if you're lacking some patience, if you're lacking some perseverance, I would challenge you to stop and pray for it. Ask for it. Because I guarantee you those three things are traits of the Holy Spirit. They are within God's will. And if you ask for them, He will hear you and He will grant you that request. According to His words that we've read today, you can ask for those things and He will give them to you. may not be in the way you want. may not be in the most, you know, uh, I wouldn't say traditional way, but it may be in a way that you never thought. But God is faithful. And He is faithful to hear us and He is faithful to answer us. What have you got to lose? What have you got to lose? Prayer is simple. 
Nothing's riding on it. It's simple. What have you got to lose? My challenge is that if you aren't prayer, if you are lacking in your prayer life, if your prayer life is very weak, or even if your prayer life is strong, my challenge is that you would continue in your prayer life. You would continue to be faithful to God and to continue lifting up those requests to Him daily. And if you do not have a prayer life, if your prayer life isn't all that great, I would encourage you to start. Start now. What have you got to lose? (laughs) I guarantee you, your life will change. Your life will be better for it. I can attest because that's what's happened in my life. Prayer will change your life. Father God, we are so thankful this morning for your words that you've placed upon our hearts this morning. Lord, my prayer is that your words were heard 100% as clear as crystal and that we would leave this place today knowing you all the better, knowing you all the more for what we've heard today. And my prayer, Lord, is that every individual in this room, that would, they would begin to start now, Lord, even in, even in this moment, to pray to you, to lift their requests up to you, for, Father, to make known the things of our hearts to you, no matter how big or small. My prayer is that we would open that line of communication with you, Father, if we haven't done so or if we may have hung that phone up for a little while we need to pick it back up, Lord. Just my prayer is that we would continue to open that line of communication, keep that line open, that we can always be constantly lifting up things to you, Father. And, Lord, we are so thankful that to know and to have confidence in the fact that you hear us. Lord, also pray for those in this room who may not know you, who may not understand those things or may not have a relationship with you. Lord, I pray for their hearts, for their lives, for their, for their soul right now, God. I pray that they would see you in a new way, that they would, they would know who you are, and that they would understand your, your ways, Lord, by the things they've heard this morning, and that they would just be so overwhelmed by your spirit, Lord, that they would want to change, that they would want to be new, Lord. Your, your word tells us that when you, when you come into our hearts and our lives, Lord, that you make us new. You make us this new creation, Lord. My prayer is that if somebody is here and needs to be made new, Father, that they would come talk to me or Brother Jake or any one of our other leaders, Lord, that they would understand today, Lord, that you make them new and that you can change their life. Father God, Lord, we love you. We thank you so much. We pray all these things in Jesus' name. Amen.